Hi everyone, Sean Gilliam here. Welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be taking a look at metropolitan districts, also known as metro districts or metro tax districts. I'll be using those terms interchangeably throughout this video. Uh, it's a very important part of our real estate market here in northern Colorado. So in this episode, I'm going to be taking a look at the definition of what a metropolitan district is, take a look at some pros and cons, and some other details about said districts, and then also some research that was recently done. I'll discuss the findings of that. And then finally, we'll take a look at due diligence, things that you can do as a home buyer and that I'll help you do as your real estate agent to make sure that you're fully informed before you purchase a home in a metropolitan district. So stay tuned and we'll get to the details. In defining what a metropolitan district is, I'll be quoting from Title 32 of the Colorado Revised Statutes. Our state legislators define these districts, laid out their purpose, and what authority they have. Per the statute, a metropolitan district means a special district that provides for the inhabitants thereof any two or more of the following services. Fire protection, mosquito control, parks and recreation, safety protection, sanitation, solid waste disposal facilities or collection and transportation of solid waste, street improvement, television relay and translation, transportation, and water. And the purpose of these districts is to serve a public use and will promote the health, safety, prosperity, security, and general welfare of the inhabitants of such districts and of the people of the state of Colorado. So to elaborate, developers want to build new subdivisions out of raw land with no improvements in place, such as water and sewer lines, streets or sidewalks, etc. To get capital to put the infrastructure in place, though, they have to sell bonds that will generate the necessary millions of dollars in funds needed to accomplish this. In order to pay for these bonds that they have sold, they pass the expense onto the home buyer in the form of a mill levy that is added to your property taxes. This is in lieu of adding the fees to the cost of the home up front, which could dramatically change the price of a new home. So this is how new home communities are funded and developed. While metropolitan districts have been around for quite some time, there have been many misconceptions and concerns, sometimes legitimate, about how they are managed and what the impact is to homeowners in these districts. Research was recently conducted by Barbara Colzer that cleared up some of these misconceptions and highlighted the real impact of these districts. Barbara Colzer is the Regional Government Affairs Director for IRIS, which is the local multiple listing service that I'm a part of. She does good work on behalf of agents, and uh, with this information, I can then pass it along to you. The study was funded by the Fort Collins Board of Realtors, the Greeley Realtor Association, the Longmont Association Realtors, and the Loveland Berthet Association Realtors. And in their study, uh, there were uh, multiple important findings, but there are four that I want to highlight. And the first one is that homes in metropolitan districts are about 4% less expensive than comparable homes in uh, non-metropolitan districts. So to put it more clearly, uh, if you... if you buy a brand new home in a metro district and compare that to a brand new home in a non-metropolitan district, the home in the metro district is going to be about 4% cheaper. And the reason why developers will give you that 4% less expensive home is because they know that you'll be paying for all that infrastructure uh, down the road through your property taxes. So that's how they can afford to give you the home uh, for about 4% cheaper. On the flip side of that, though, is that uh, homes in metropolitan districts are more expensive in the long run by about 2% due to that additional mill levy in your taxes. And that was based on if you own the home for 30 years. 
so if you live in a, a home in a metropolitan district for 30 years and you're paying that additional mill, mill levy uh, over that entire time, uh, ultimately that house is going to cost you about 2% more uh, than a home that's not in a metropolitan district. So that was the second finding. The third finding is that homes in metro districts appreciate in value at the same rate as homes not in a metro district. And this is probably based on a concern that uh, because there might be less demand for homes in metro districts because of that higher property tax, uh, that therefore they wouldn't appreciate in value as much as a home that's not in a metropolitan district. But they found that that was not at all true. And I've seen that in my own work, uh, looking at homes in metro districts and those not in metro districts, and they were getting multiple offers and appreciating at the same rate uh, across the board. So uh, don't be concerned about uh, the value of that home uh, down the road. And then the fourth finding is that the rate of foreclosure for homes in a metro district is similar to homes not in a metro district. Uh, and so because of that, and I'm speculating here, uh, is that maybe people were concerned that homes in metro districts would foreclose at a greater rate because of that higher property tax. Uh, when you do the math, you're probably paying two to $3,000 more um, on average uh, than you would in a home that's not in a metro district. Uh, and that's usually not enough that's going to cause a home to go, to go into foreclosure. It's usually more significant things such as um, death of an income earner or loss of a job, those kinds of things. So uh, they found that the rate of foreclosure is similar to homes not in a metro district. So a good study, uh, helpful information, and hopefully as a home buyer, as you're hearing this, that this gives you some good perspective on the value of living in a home that's in a metro district. Whether or not you should buy a home in a metropolitan district is entirely up to you. Uh, there are certainly some benefits uh, that come with living in a metro district, uh, but also some things that you should be aware of. So here's a list of pros and cons I put together for you to consider. I'll start with the pros. Uh, the first one is that homes are more affordable. As I uh, cited that research, uh, you save about 4% upfront on the cost of a home in a metro district compared to a new construction home in a non-metro district. And again, uh, that's all because the cost of the infrastructure, uh, you'll be paying that over time through that mill levy. So that makes it more affordable upfront. So that's a benefit. In fact, I talked with a representative from the Colorado Association of Home Builders, and he said that it's estimated that the cost of a home would go up to uh, $30,000 to $40,000 uh, upfront to cover the cost of infrastructure in the community. And of course, if there's a home that you're interested in and it's just right in your price point, you can afford it. If all of a sudden you were to find out that it's thirty dollars or $40,000 more expensive, it might put it out, out of reach. And so this is a benefit uh, to home buyers that uh, homes are more affordable uh, upfront for new construction homes uh, in a metro district. The second pro is that builders will construct more new homes, thus alleviating our low inventory problems. Uh, they got a, a long way to go to catch up, uh, but at the very least, the more homes that are built, the more it benefits uh, the market and especially you as the home buyer, uh, that, as there will be more homes to choose from. And this is because it's more affordable for a builder to develop new communities. Again, as I mentioned before, when they sell those bonds, uh, that gives them the money, uh, the necessary funding, uh, oftentimes to the tune of millions of dollars, to start a new development. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't have the capital to do so. And so it benefits builders uh, to have that money up front to be able to build uh, new construction communities. Another one is amenities. 
Homes in metropolitan districts can and often do have nice amenities in addition to the basic necessities. So there might be a park or multiple parks with playgrounds. There might be uh, a neighborhood trail uh, that meanders through the, the community and connects with neighboring communities so that you can go for bike rides and walks. Uh, there might be a pool that the metropolitan district already has slated uh, to build. And so there's plenty of amenities that can be a part of a metropolitan district that home buyers, people that live in that community, can all benefit from. So that's another benefit of or a pro of living in a metropolitan district. And another uh, pro is that while your property taxes are higher, they can be a tax deduction. So check with your accountant for more details, uh, but that is another benefit of living in a metropolitan district. So you can take that negative of having higher property taxes and let it work for you uh, as a tax deduction. Which leads us to our cons. Uh, while tax, your property taxes are a deduction, they will be higher than homes that are not in a metropolitan district. And as your home value increases, so will your property taxes. And so while this is true for everyone, it's more true uh, or, or it's more of an impact uh, for those that reside in a metropolitan district. And then also, uh, there is a negative stigma associated with metropolitan districts, at least for the time being. Uh, one, obviously, is that higher property tax, uh, but then also there's been uh, horror stories about bad management, those kinds of things in uh, various metropolitan districts along the Front Range. And so, unfortunately, sometimes things do happen that uh, work against the members of the community than rather, uh, than as opposed to being a service to them as they're supposed to be. Now, the impact of this on you as a homeowner in a metropolitan district is that sometime down the road when you go to sell your home, the pool of buyers might be smaller uh, as compared to a similar home uh, that's not in a metropolitan district. And again, some, some buyers just don't want to pay the higher property tax. And that uh, you know creates a negative stigma, if you will, on metropolitan districts. But as we'll see when we get to the due diligence section, there's things for you to look into and evaluate and also assessing these pros and cons. Uh, a home in a metropolitan district might in fact uh, be a great opportunity and it might have the amenities that you want for you and uh, your family. Uh, so it, all good things to consider. And, uh, but these are the pros and cons for you to take a look at. Here are two specific examples of what you can do to find out what your property tax payment will be for any particular property. You can do this in any county. Just go to the county assessor's web website and do a property search. So put in a specific address and they'll show you uh, all the information related to the property with regards to property taxes. So this is an example. This is in Larimer County. This is an example of a home that, uh, or a property that has land and the county assessor has already taken into consideration the value of the home that's been built on it. And so the total actual value, as you look up here in the upper left-hand corner, is $413,400. And based on that total actual value, your full amount or your total annual property taxes for this home will be $5,464. And this is all based on the total mill levy. And so the total mill levy is 184.861. And this is based on this list of tax authorities that have the authority to make you pay property taxes for services that they provide. So we have the Larimer County Pest Control District, we have the Northern Colorado Water Conservation District, Thompson Valley Health Services District, Thompson R2J Bond Payment, this is the school district, the Loveland Fire District, Larimer County, Johnstown, another one for the school district, and then the largest one is for that metro district, the Thompson Crossing Metro District.
And it shows here of your property taxes that you'll pay annually for the Metro District, $2,431 is what you'll be paying specifically for that Metro District. So it's good for you to know as far as affordability. And as I mentioned in due diligence, find out what you're getting for your money. Uh, what kind of amenities does that neighborhood have? Because it might be worth it for you if they have uh, nice features in that community for you and your household. The second example I want to give is for a property that has only been assessed and given a total actual value based on the land without the home on it yet. And this is a very low number, $6,160, which uh, based on that, you have a total annual payment for your property taxes of $258. Now, granted, once the county assessor takes a look at this property and uh, gives it a, a total actual value with the home on it, your property taxes are gonna be significantly higher. So looking at this mill levy, your total mill levy is 144.511. And as we look at the breakdown, we, we see very similar uh, tax authorities. You got the Pest Control District, the Water Conservation District, Health Services District, uh, the School District, City of Loveland, Larimer County, another one for the School District, and here is the Metro District. And you can see the total levy is 65. Now, how do you figure out what your property taxes will be? Well, it's helpful that the Metro District has already been assigned as a tax authority. So there's an equation that we can do. Now, the equation is the market value of the property times the assessment rate, which in Larimer County is 7.15%. Multiply that by the mill levy and then divide it by 1,000, and that's what your property tax will be annually. Now, if you want to find out what the, the market value or the total actual value of the property will be, uh, there's also something you can look at here. Um, Lermer County, they assess properties every two years. And so I'll read a paragraph. Uh, all real property in Colorado is reappraised in a two-year cycle in odd-numbered years. The actual value assigned to residential properties in 2021 and 2022 are based on market values as of June 30th, 2020 as defined by sales of residential property in the 24-month period from July 1st, 2018 to June 30th, 2020. All sales are trended to the end of the data collection period. So you'll be paying property taxes uh, in 2021 and 2022 based on the value of homes in that two-year period from July 1st, 2018 to June 30th, 2020. Now I'll tell you this home actually sold uh, in June, before that June 30th uh, cutoff, uh, for about $688,000. So you would take that total actual value of $688,000, put it into that equation that I shared with you, and you'll come up with a total uh, annual amount of property taxes of just, uh, just over $7,100. And of that $7,100, you're going to be paying about $3,200 just for that mill levy uh, for the Metro district alone. So good thing to consider, uh, you know, a comparable home, not in a Metro district, you'd be paying a total property tax amount of $3,911, give or take. So it's good for you to know that up front. Uh, again, find out what you're going to get for your money in that, that Metro district to see if it's worth it to pay that extra money in your property taxes. And also, you know, consider whether it's affordable. You can even use that same equation that I gave you and do some forecasting. What if your home, you know, five years from now is worth uh, such and such? Well, you can plug that number into that equation and see how much your property taxes will be. And will that be affordable for you down the road?
So good things to consider as you are evaluating properties, whether in a metropolitan district or not, and seeing what, uh, what your property taxes will be and if that's going to work out for you and your household. Thank you for watching. I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions about metropolitan districts or other matters of real estate, don't hesitate to get in touch. I'd be glad to talk with you and answer any questions that you have. And of course, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, I'm here to help. I have all sorts of resources. I can discuss with you things that you can do to get you in the best shape, uh, whether you're buying a home or selling a home. So get in touch. You can reach me here at 970-313-6706 or stay to the end of the video and you'll see other ways to contact me, including my email address and my website. I look forward to working with you soon. Take care.